Jalani. Oh, sweet. Oh, I had a feeling to say his name. Ah, shucks. Um, had to happen. Lord Father, we uh, thank you for your mercy, first of all, and your grace. We thank you for your provision. Thank you for your greatness. Thank you for bringing all of us here together this evening. We ask that this podcast goes your way. You guide our mouths, our minds, our hearts, our actions. And you guide the hearts of those that may be listening later on. And you help us to speak with clarity, Mm -hmm. uh, with understanding, wisdom, and with love. And for these things, we thank you in advance. Thank you once again, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. Me, Mo. Me, Pete. Gelade. Returning. Oh, yeah, and before you get into this proper, can we just say that this podcast is recorded in stereo? So that means that. What does that mean? <laughs> Uh, so it, it just means that um, you might hear uh, some of us in like specific speakers. So if you if you can't listen to it in um, with the earphones, or if you're listening to it with normal speakers, don't be worried if you only hear maybe more in the right channel and uh, Robert in the left, myself maybe more on the right. It's just recorded in stereo for a more immersive experience. Yeah. So you have to listen with both earphones. Oh yo yo. Peter, repeat that again. It's recorded in stereo for a what? More immersive experience. Filming. Immersive. <laughs> what? The way immersive experience. You don't get guys listening to this. You don't realize. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens if someone's listening to it, to it with headphones, but one of the headphones isn't working? You hear, you hear, so for instance, if you listen to it and just left, they will hear you like Claire. But then they'll hear Rob, um, more as if he's far away. If only one headphone is working, then please buy yourself some new headphones. Or pan to twenty-first century the headphone that's working. Twenty-first century can't be having one headphone working. That's <laughs> come on. <laughs> See, that's year ten, year nine thing. Do you know what it is? Yeah, every man here, every person in this in this podcast right now, music is life. Yes. So, so our headphones can't be having incomplete headphones. Our headphones are part-time headphones, mate. This can't, time, can't I, I'm happy to get off the train going to HMV if my headphones just mess up. You know, as in straight away replacing. Uh, 9.99. No warranty because we're like that. <laughs> <laughs> Life on the edge. Mate. Okay, mm. so let's get into this. So, this is the last episode of our like love special, like February love. That's right. That's right. So, before we get into it, there's no story this week. Well, there's a bit of a story, but it's, it's more of a statement than a story. Right. And it's, it's a bit of an awkward statement. Right. But I was actually thinking about this like after we left last week. Okay. So I left the house and I was on the train thinking that of all the people here, <laughs> am I really going to say this? Yes. Yes, you are. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued right now. For, for the listeners, like we're all kind of like silent, like looking at him like, what's yeah, about? What's what's about He's a billionaire, secret billionaire. <laughs> He's been married all this time. No, children. It's exactly a statement about you guys. Like, none of you guys here, yeah, have actually ever told told me that you love me. <laughs> what? And, all right, next topic, guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> And, and I was just thinking, it, 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 it's, it's a bit weird, even though we're all like Christian brothers and, and things. It's, it's like very weird. I can't help laughing. It's like very weird that, that you say to another brother in the faith that I love you. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, boom, listen. I think, obviously, I haven't used the, the phrase, I love you. But I know that. Oh, this podcast got so different right now. <laughs> this, this, this is how. Like everyone here is slightly cringing, <laughs> but I think it's a topic that then that yeah, discussed. You know, it, it, yeah, it, it, it came it, out of nowhere. It's like. it's 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 a uh, Robert. If he if he had a, an issue with us, then you know, you're lucky. he could have mentioned it to this, us. This is it. You know, he should have said something sooner, man. It's a bit of awkward. True love doesn't, conversation doesn't, doesn't, to have. True love doesn't doesn't know shyness. It doesn't know restraint. Mate, <laughs> it doesn't like, know fear. <laughs> bars, bars, the, the, bars, bars. The, Finger snaps. Um, oh, if you hear crying, that's 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 my door. Um, I think we're gonna have to be a bit quiet as well. Yeah, just not wake her up again. Um, no, that's what I was about to say. Everyone here actually has got genuine love for each 
one another. Speak for yourself, man. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. My kitchen is just over there. Man. But yeah, it's it's the case of everyone here is, has got genuine love for each other, and mm. it's it's a thing of we all know it just from the way that we in, in, um, interact and stuff. But it's very interesting that you haven't actually said it. I know that I've said it, but not as in I love you. Alright, 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 alright. But it's a case of I know that I have shared it, but not in like, and I'm just like, hmm, that's, that's actually an interesting statement. Because I'm actually thinking, like, I'm trying to go through every situation that we've ever been in and see if there's ever... Like an opportunity to even say it. He doesn't really, I, I he doesn't really come across is. my mind to say to another brother that I love you. It's more of a thing where, I guess, for my male friends, I always say, I got love for you, you know? Yeah. Or, or I just say, enough, enough love. Like, mm-hmm. And I, for me, I guess for us individual, individuals as men, where we, when we say things in, in that way, we expect the person we're saying it to to get our meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I love you. But you want to hear, I love you. No, I just think it's interesting because if you like speaking to a girl or uh-huh. a girl speaking to you, then like you, you can say I love you to each other. Nah, I just bug them still. No. no, you know what? Because it's actually interesting because um, this uh, on ah. on the blog that I contribute to I that we did the podcast for last week, mm-hmm. um, one walk together. Uh, the girl AJ, she's been on the podcast before. Uh, she always sends out messages to all the bloggers and she's like I love you I love you on, on the messages mm. and like every single time it makes me cringe like just hearing her say it like understand part of it to me makes me cringe to some extent is it because it sounds like it's removing its value when you actually do say it to someone that you don't feel you can't you can say anything other than mm. love just or have you or associated just, a different connotation to it no it's 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 i think it's more along the lines of what jalad is it's more along the lines of how much value is actually behind these words and then mm-hmm. so it feels i know i know she genuinely means it mm-hmm. to whatever extent she means it but it's like it, it almost feels at the back of my mind like not really <laughs> like, <laughs> like like you know it's, it's something along those lines mm. it's just I don't know. We're not much. sending for you, AJ, by the way. No, 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 no. It's all love. That's how you know if she listens. If, <laughs> if <you laughs> next, that next Sunday I just get drop kicked. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the thing as well. Even with me, I've kind of reserved the phrase, I love you, for my wife. That's the only person I say, well, not my wife, not your. Not, no. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Better not be telling just, my wife you love myself. <laughs> but it's like, even if it's a female. I'm just like, oh, mad love or enough yeah, love. It's or, just something we're yeah. tuned to say, you know, without, because it's, I guess what, as, if we go back to it being uh, to our brothers, our friends, then as brothers and friends, there's this universal code of which we speak in. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certain things haven't got to be said in a traditional way for you to get our meaning. Yeah. Mm. If it's to um, people of the opposite sex, then we, we are, we are tiptoeing how around how we say it mm. mm-hmm. compared to how we say it to our male counterparts only because when saying it to a female friend um the way we're set up mentally many connotations are added to it unless mm-hmm. you know them from day dot as mm-hmm. you know day one kind of thing yeah. or and stuff and how often do male counterparts say to their um, female friends i love you i got love for you mm. um verbally because mm-hmm. you, you could text most times we text it's like oh like I got love for you, or or just love, and it's, kind of it's L-U-V. It's not it's L-U-V. It's, it's never like, or a heart emoji. Yeah, if you if you like that. Soft. I think that but, means, um, and even the heart emoji is gonna be like the blue one or the green one. It's yeah, see, so it's, <laughs> whole type of social media for giving us a way to disguise our our emotions <laughs> again. So something to, something to think about actually. But um, going back to the point, you know, I guess language is is the key here. Hmm. Um, that's exactly rather what than the, rather than the actual feelings, the language we're yeah. disguising the feeling behind language yeah. um, due to the fact that we just don't want any confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Subconsciously, we've ever had experiences where saying things that might be innocent get misconstrued as a more advanced stage of things, and oh. then just long reverting back to normal. Can't start catching feelings for no reason. For no, throwing at hearts and breaking them. But like, um, I guess in terms of Robert's question, it's just for me. I definitely just. Say to my brethren, I got love for you, enough love, or I got you, something like that. Mm. You know, just just ways that I feel comfortable saying it without thinking about it because yeah. it's just how 
We are. Mm. Well, I am. I, I think. I think as well. What, what you mentioned with language definitely sticks certain sense of like we're all poets and stuff, and words have a different yeah, yeah. sort of. They carry a different weight with mm. us, and so you don't throw certain words around. Because mm. I'm thinking about it now, and like, if my younger brother, like I haven't said, like, I haven't said I love you to him, like you with the you... words. Oh, I've never said it with the what? words. What to yeah, my younger brother? You have <laughs> to my younger. But like for me, I feel like. When you call me at 2am in the morning to come mm. and pick you up and I get out of bed and I come. I show him. That's saying, mm. it, you know, like, I don't have to vocalise it. But when I use the words, it's different. And mm. I only use the words for, like, my fiancé. I don't, I don't say anyone to... I don't say it to anyone else, like... I, I guess I guess that's understandable. Everyone's got the people that they subconsciously reserve it for. Mm. For my family, it's unconditional. Mm. Um, or, uh, like, my, even my little brother, it was definitely hard... And we're awkward at first, me saying to my little brother, I love you. But then, I guess, there are times when you feel like you're supposed to say something mm. and you mean it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, our parents or, you know, or my mother, whenever I talk to her, there's always, I'm, I'm never going to hesitate. Like, I love you, mum. Like, straight away. It's mm. never going to be a thing because it's, it's just normal. My mm-hmm. sister as well. As much as I might argue with my sister, bro. it's there. Like, love you, sis. Bro. Love you, bro. It's, mm. for me, it's just natural. I don't always say it. Mm-hmm. but the odd occasion or the odd impulse I get to say it, it doesn't feel like I have to say enough love, mum. Enough for you, mum. Hold your chest. Take that, take that, take that. Hold that. But no, um, I guess it depends. Some people find it awkward saying it to family because they just believe, you know, that you actions are showing. Yeah, yeah, and and you should just know it. Yeah. So I'm... Depends. And not just that, but you show it. Like you said, yeah, like, yeah. every every single day you have an opportunity to show it mm. and you show it. Mm. But we know about you. Say it with the words. Like with, I would. I was thinking about not. Like I will text it to you or WhatsApp it to your son, but catch me face to face. What's good, fam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like even my mom. Like when we're sending messages, after almost every message, love you or something like that or love whatever. These but times, my dad replies to messages like it's an email. And it's like, <laughs> there's no, there's no love, there's nothing. <laughs> I, I, send, I send him a text. He's like, message received. Wow, <laughs> army militants. <Cool>. Over. <laughs> Scorpion one. Over and out. Over and out. Stay frosty. Roger that. Imagine you get that text to you in the morning. Stay frosty. <laughs> wow. So why do you think that the phrase I love you when said verbally has so much weight and that and we'd rather like portray it with actions than with words? Off the top of off the top of my head, um I'm going off what I see a lot of on social media. So I'm a bit of a, a, a observational person when it comes to social media these days. And there is this huge emphasis on showing and talking less. So I think subconsciously Maybe a lot of us have taken notes that people are tired of hearing something that might have been cheapened through time and now just want to show it. But the problem with that is communication, verbal communication is still as important as physical. So in our attempt to now show the love, we're forgetting that some people just want to hear it Mm -hmm. instead sometimes. So um, your friend... We're taking less. I mean, I think we're taking this out of the whole um, relationship conversation mm-hmm. now, just into a platonic yeah. um, um, perspective. Um, it'd be a thing where, obviously, with brethren, I guess we'd be used to showing the love in terms of you know hanging out, mm. texting what's up, and all them things there. But then, subconsciously, we might need to hear the reassurance from another brother that yo you're my mind kind of thing, I got love for you kind of thing, just so you know if you didn't know kind of thing. Because, you know, everyone's the actions can be doubted as well as words. Sometimes even more so. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're not sure the motives behind someone, mm. someone's action. But then words, the weight of saying I love you to a friend, um, especially as men, that's not something you premeditate yeah. in terms of doing something wrong at the end of that. Like, like a scheme or something. Mm-hmm. You say it with an intention. Well, it depends on who you're saying it to. Well, if it, it not, I'm not talking in terms of like men to women, mm. like, like brothers yeah. to each yeah. other. I, I can't, I can't recall, I can't think of a situation where a brother will tell another brother, "I love you." No, we'll get misunderstood. To try and do something that says otherwise mm. down the line, it it doesn't 
for me it doesn't compute. No. I'd rather, I think for me it's the action would be done to then to, to like trick the person. To trick the person rather than what those those exact words, I love you be said. For me it's are you gonna No no, no for I'm, me it's it's a case of I've I've just observed just the environment in general. And ever since I became a poet, I've realised that... Well, ever since I discovered poetry. Mm. Um, I've realised that words, as, as we mentioned before, words have lost their meaning. Words have been emptied out of their weight. So, um, thank you. When said genuinely and sincerely carries a lot of weight. But on a day-to-day basis, it's kind of lost its weight. As a child, when you hear the phrase, good boy, there's a sense of pride that wells up inside of you. That, yes, like my mum just called me a good boy. But as you grow up and you hear good boy, it's emptied of it and it becomes a bit patronising. You think, is he he just trying to pull me off? Mm. Just calling me a good boy? (laughs) And it's a case of words in general, I I feel, have kind of lost its weight. And so we constantly try to create new words to convey more so the weight of what we're trying to say mm. um, do you think there's a way for words to regain their weight or do you think once it's lost it's lost because I kind of disagree with that I kind of okay. like I don't know if, if, if I'm speaking too um, subjectively mm-hmm. but I think it, it's almost the other way around where some words weigh so much I'm scared to throw them around mm-hmm. that's a personal mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a personal with Peter on that one. Um, that's a personal perspective, because the words weigh too much in your perspective mm. that you're afraid to throw it around. Yeah. But society that I've observed has lost the weight of those words. Like God used to be a name or a phrase that okay, was yeah, reverenced yeah. before, mm. but right now it's just thrown around so easily. It's lost its weight. Yeah. Um, love again. Every five seconds, a boy is talking about I'm in love. But when he doesn't get anything from the girl, nah, bunny. That can't be love. If 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 it fades, because oh, you're ready to love you for tonight until you learn to and love yourself. Now, in society, <laughs> love is now associated with, with sex. Love is sex, according yeah. to society. According to, to, yeah, to society. And it's a case of it's, it's kind of been emptied out of its way. Not only that, but... As I said, love has very much been associated with, like, the romance in society. And this is just general society out there, not necessarily a specific set or anything like that. But if, but, um, if we're bringing this again back to the... Question the, like, that's the, the platonic... But this, that's the thing, is that because it's been associated with that, it's a case of, for me... That's where immediately my mind kind of goes to. Mm. So even when I'm saying it to someone, <laughs> you'd have to qualify. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll have to. Qu- I, I yeah. platonic love you, fam. Yes. <laughs> so I have to be like, bro, well, like you're my girl. I got mad love for you. I wouldn't say I love you because <laughs> I'll just be like, yo, I don't know what perspective this person is coming with. Mm. So even though this mm. is how I mean it, it might be misconstrued on her part. Mm. Okay. So it's like. I try to say it in a way that conveys the weight, but in a manner that will be recognised mm. by the person I'm saying it to. Okay, I hear you on that. But you think that a phrase like "I've got my love for you" has the same weight as, weight as "I love you"? It doesn't, and it depends on who's saying it. Because like mm-hmm. the way that Peter said that some words hold a lot of meaning. If I say to Jamelia, "I love you," like that's that's my heartbeat. That's that's the weight of it. Whereas, like, I've committed my life to you. That's how much I love you. But for somebody else out there, I love you can just mean, as Peter said, all right, it was a good night. Let's, let's, let's do this again sometime. <laughs> and so because of that, I know that from my perspective, words have, their, have a weight. But to somebody else, it might not. So... Mm. Not that I'm trying to get it to their level or estimate what weight they put onto it. I've just kind of got a blanket phrase that I throw out that I'm I'm hoping 
will convey the weight of what I'm trying to say. So whether or not you place emphasis on the word as much as I do or not, I'm hoping that the way that I say it will still convey what I mean it to say. Yeah, can, can I ask? Yeah. Do, do you guys think... Uh, we need to throw this up. Robert as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, do you think between men it's necessary to say it? Well, it's necessary to show affection. However that yeah. comes across. Yeah. As long as it's true, mm-hmm. men definitely need to be shown affection from themselves. Not even just from women, from themselves. Um, it would help our gender down the line in terms of, you know, society to know that it's okay to show affection. Mm-hmm. Um, genuine care and concern for one another in general. It's first, just to promote a state of better well-being because um, it's something that we lack. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and for me, seeing... I mean, we're getting there slowly. I'm seeing a lot of social campaigns about getting men to open up more, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, so it's getting better, but I think we could always be better again on top of that. I think as so, I think as Jelani said, it, it's even as men, we do need that sort of affirmation. We need that reassurance. We need to hear it, and it's even in day-to-day situation. And I'm gonna use like just young boys, gang culture and stuff, when you hear one person saying, you're my G, you're my man, you're my bro, it's, they're not saying I love you, but they're putting that weight on it, like, raw, like, I got your back, I got love for you, I got your back, and mm-hmm. that in and of itself is able to form allegiances that is very destructive or can be very positive. Mm-hmm. So just that sense of fitting in sense of worth to a person mm. is able to form that bond and I think if we're able to you take it and use it in a positive way then there's going to be a whole load of because most of the boys that join the gang and this is a blanket statement but it's been verified numerous times primarily seek acceptance it's a familiar like relationship yeah, belonging, yes. belonging to a pack yeah. and it's, it's the case of to know that I am wanted to know that I am sought after even if I'm just the errand boy going to the shop and buying the oldest pizza mm-hmm. and I'm bringing it back I am wanted when I'm not there them not like yo where's my man to go get the pizza mm-hmm. even if that's the only association I have I'm still wanted yeah. So that sense of belonging, that sense of being wanted, that sense of however much it may come, being loved, is something that glues and binds people together yeah. for either positive or negative. So I do think for men it is, it is necessary. Even there's a whole load of boys who grow up and become destructive because their fathers didn't show or convey love to them. And yeah, I was just gonna say I find it interesting that whenever a guy says anything that has even like a hint of affection towards another guy, we 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 throw out the term no homo <laughs> after it. <laughs> Pause. Which is interesting. Like I blame Boondocks for that one. <laughs> it's almost like to be to be to to like show affection is to, is is to be weak. Mm. And that's that's a notion perpetuated by society. Because mm. as soon as you hear man up, that means suck it in, mm. like sucking them tears. That. Don't show, mm. don't show weakness, affection. Stop acting like a girl. Stop acting like a girl. And it's just like, for some bizarre reason, we think acting like a girl means you're weak. When Eve was created to complete the man so the woman was created not, I would say complete no, no, no I'm not disagreeing with you yeah. no. so it's like it's a case of there was there was the need for that emo- like that aspect of him to be fulfilled and to be re- revealed don't you think to some extent though it is like hardwired into men to not necessarily um, 
Like I'm thinking of this verse where the Bible says men should love their wives, but women respect your husband. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, it it stands out to me as as something of note. I don't know what it means just yet, but mm-hmm. for it to say the woman kind of needs love, but the man needs respect. And yet society is showing how women are doing both of those things, and men are not doing exactly what they're supposed to do, which is love. Mm-hmm. Not just their wives, but people in general. I was just thinking as you were saying that, the way you seen about the rib, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was, there was an analogy in my head, which was almost, again, there's something hardwired into us to believe that when God made Eve from Adam, he took emotion out of man mm-hmm. from, and, put, and made, <laughs> woman, made woman the embodiment. Mm-hmm. So men somehow use that as an excuse to say, we don't need to tell you we love you. You've got all that in you already. It's your duty to do that, which is wrong. That's completely wrong. Um, I don't know how much more, or I don't know how much more proof we need to give through statistics in um, mental health institutions that show that a reason, one of the biggest reasons that men fall into depression is that they receive, they don't receive enough affection mm-hmm. from their male counterparts. In social, in social circles mm-hmm. that and sometimes we disregard the love we get from a woman mm-hmm. because we believe that it's programmed that way anyway we can take it for granted mm-hmm. but it's not for it's not for reals you're just meant to do that mm-hmm. um, not realising that we should respond to it yeah. because not only does that open us up to our emotions more but it increases our capacity to love mm-hmm. as well um so those are just my thoughts on hearing yeah. both of you saying what you said. In terms of what you said as well, mm-hmm. um, I've actually thought about that before. Um, for I'm not I'm not sure if it's just me or the guys that I've been around, but respect seems to be a major thing for us. Mm-hmm. For me, anyways. When I'm in school, if like the class is silent when another teacher's there, and I walk in and that teacher leaves and the kids start talking. I take it very personally because mm. I'm like, yo, that is a major level of disrespect right there. You're silent when the other teacher's here. But as soon as I, I'm, when the teacher leaves and I'm here, you think I, you can start messing about. Mm. I find that very disrespectful and so I am harsher with the students. Mm. So I'm like, you've just shown me a major level of disrespect and that's just one example of how respect is very dear to me. Mm. And it's easy for me to show another boy respect or another mm. person respect. Mm-hmm. But it takes something a bit more for me to show them love. Mm. There's a slight difference. And not saying all men are like this. Some men are able to show love more readily. I believe from my interaction with women that they're able to be a bit more maternal, a bit more nurturing, a bit more loving, depending on their background. Some of them have been stifled because of their backgrounds and mm. because of circumstances they've been through. Mm. But naturally, they're able to be a bit more nurturing. Mm. So it takes a push for the woman, in spite of everything they might have been through, to show that man that level of respect. Mm. In as much as love will kind of lead to it, but there's a difference between loving a man and respecting him. Mm. Likewise, there's a difference between loving a woman and respecting her. Don't you think the difference is if you had to define the difference between love and respect? I don't. I, I wouldn't really want to get into a clear-cut definition. I wouldn't be able to give one to be honest. But it's, I, I definitely see it as like love is um, showing love is is way more than just affection. It goes into um, actions and stuff. But it is very affectionate. It is very. It, it drives what you're doing. But showing some, them respect. Some would like, even say that um, respect is a sign of love. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. another thing people would say. That so, love is like an all encompassing term. Mm-hmm. And these mm-hmm. are just elements of it. So, uh, yeah. So I would find it hard to give a clear cut definition. But I do know that, in as much as it's very similar, that it, it has kind of like unique expressions. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I'd, if, I, if I love you, I'd be willing to die for you. If I respect you, I recognise you. Mm. That, that's, yeah. that's the way I see yeah. it. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, you can you can be willing to die for your wife. Would you say love is willing to die for someone? That's my definition. That's okay, that's your definition. Mm. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I would say love is sacrificial. Mm. Okay. It's, it's exceedingly sacrificial, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
right. and yeah, and respect is valuing and seeing the person's worth. Yeah, which you would do anyways if, if, if you, you love the person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not necessarily. You can you can see someone's worth without loving them. Uh, true. Yeah, you no, I'm saying you can do that, true, but then you're true. saying if you love them, you will see their yeah. worth. Like as well, basically. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I was uh, sorry, finish off. That's 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 what I was saying in terms of the man being commanded to love the woman, mm. where um, respect comes a bit more naturally to me, anyways. Mm. It takes a bit more of a push and a bit more of a conscious effort to, to love. love. Right. So even Jamelia, I can respect her and be like, you know what, I respect your decisions to. Um, on the way you dress because I trust you mm. to be able to dress appropriately but to love her when I don't think she's dressed appropriately which hardly ever happens takes a push because I'm just like yo I respected you enough to dress appropriately and you didn't do it mm. yeah, okay, okay. if that makes sense that's, that's just one mm-hmm. an example um, but yeah and it's just that while I was on a, wom- a woman's side I kind of see it in the other, yeah. where they're able to sh- be a bit more affectionate. As I said, there will be circumstances and stuff which might hinder that. Um, mm. Mm. But it takes that conscious effort on their part, again, to respect. Because if um, a woman might love a, per- love a man or love a person, but it will take that conscious effort to... <sighs> it's The only way that I can, I can see it is, let's just say, like, a single mum. Obviously, circumstances has put her into that situation. Mm. She loves her partner, but she's not able to respect him in a sense of him doing what he said he's going to do based on what another person has done. Now, that's all circumstantial, Mm. but it takes that bit of more of a push to actually respect him for him Mm. and not based on what another person has done. Mm. So those would be my thoughts on it. I was gonna ask you, Robert. Respect or love? Which would you rather have? Mm. Um. I guess while I was thinking of that, to the listeners as well, respect or love? Which which would you rather have, and why? Do you have to pick one? Then for the for the purposes of the argument. I think I'd pick love over respect, really. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, yeah, like you guys been saying, if you love someone, then. Respect comes mm. as a result. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Mm. Hopefully, anyway. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. So we've been talking a lot about this whole weight of this phrase, I love you. Do you know what it is? Sorry, sorry. Do you know what it is? Yeah? Before we actually proceed, I want to look at every single man here and say, I love you. Yeah? Robert, I love you. It's good, man. You don't Gilardi, I love you. Peter, it's cool. I love you. Show me. It's a bit weird, you know? Peter. <laughs> like, no, it is. Moses, I love me. Show me. It's what it is. It's not even the case of me trying to do this, but it's like we've discussed it, but we didn't actually do it. Mm. It's interesting where we've kind of explained everything about it but I thought we kind of explained that yeah like, we were <laughs> saying we love each other by virtue of Peter's squirming so much right <laughs> so much so much my skin is crawling do you know what it is yeah I am not going to say no homo I'm going to look at you dead in the eye put my hand on your lap wow <laughs> what inside inside this is so my this, house yeah but I just went like full defensive like <laughs> Mr. Dubois goes to prison. Oh god. <laughs> my ass is my own. Peter Tell fully fledged Kyokushin mode. Like I, I saw a full Philly show like hold on. House. Hold on, <laughs> mate. But yeah. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Um Ah, no, it's alright. You carry on. Okay. okay. So we've been talking about the weight of the phrase "I love you." You think we use that phrase too lightly when we say it to God? Oh, yes. <laughs> and in knowing that we use it too lightly, do you think we should stop using it? In all honesty, I can't bring myself to say that to God. Ah. That's how much I am convicted that mm. what I'm saying, what the words passing my lips, 
aren't necessarily true. Mm. That I fail so much. And it's, it's not me being sin conscious. It's not me being conscious of I sin daily and blah, 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 because I know that I've been saved by grace through faith. It's not based on anything that I have done, but based on Christ's finished work. But I know that I love him because he first loved me. It's, it's crazy. Oh, sorry. Yes. So now the only thing I was going to say was, so in my prayers, I don't actually say, God, I love you. I say, thank you for your love. Mm. I was going to say, um, there's this song that is sung at church and for the longest time I've struggled to sing it because they're like, Father, we declare our love for you. We declare our everlasting love for you. Mm. And it's like, at one point, and this, this was like years ago, it's just like, wait, hold on. Right after I sin, am I saying in those moments, my love was everlasting? Mm. Mm. And it's like, I can't bring myself to sing it. So when I sing, if, if they're singing it, I normally sing, I declare my everlasting love by you. Because it's only through him that I'm mm. able to love in the mm-hmm. first place. And if I'm to declare, if I'm to rely on, if I'm to focus on my love for him, mm-hmm. that's in peaks and troughs. Mm-hmm. Whereas he stays constant. So it, I, I, I say to God I love him. And, and I, when the moments I say I mean it. Um, but I, I again, like, just, just like my, um, I'm fully aware of the fact that in, in as much as I say it, I fail too often mm-hmm. to, to, to have right to say it. And mm-hmm. it's only by grace that in some moments I can express and then say I love him. And, and instead of doing that, more often than not, I find myself appreciating mm. his love, appreciating Christ, appreciating the Spirit. To add something quickly to that as well before I let you guys have at it, is that I'm conscious that every time that I sin, which is constant. At that moment, I have determined that what that sin is is more valuable than God. Mm. Mm. So at that moment, I am loving that sin more than God. And I sin constantly. So how can I wholeheartedly say, God, I love you, when throughout the day, I am constantly picking other things above you? Mm. And it's like, even now that I'm saying, it's like, I'm convicted that raw. I, I want to love him more, but I know that the more that I'm able to love him is the more that I can appreciate and receive his love for me. That's the only way that I can love him more. But yeah, I'll let you two have it. Robert, what about you? Um, when I think about saying I love you to God, like the mental image that comes into my mind is like a husband. Like get ready for work. Mm-hmm. He, he he gives his wife a kiss on the cheek, tells her tells her that he, he loves her and then goes off to have an affair with <laughs> with someone. The secretary. Yeah. Sex secretary. <laughs> That's how I feel about that phrase like using that phrase. And I think it's it's difficult because it's hard for us to always keep God in mind and and try and love him through keeping his commandments all the time when like everything in the world is, is trying to stop us from from doing that, if that mm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. So like so like Moses was saying, like there will always be this, these these crossroads of do I love God more or do, or, or do I love my sin more at that moment? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you pick loving God more, sometimes you pick <laughs> loving your sin more. Mm. And, yeah, if not for grace, who knows where we would be. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. um, I've never said it. Similar to Moses' reasons. Um, and I believe it's something you'd apply to a human being as well. You cannot say you love something if what you're doing is obviously showing the opposite. Hmm. Um, so that's my reason for never saying it to God. Um, so it's more, it's, it's definitely a thing of whenever I speak to him, it's more of a have mercy and thank you session. Hmm. More thanks than anything else. Because like you said, it's by his grace that we are alive. Um, and his love is obvious through all of that. So hmm. I've never said it and I can't bring myself to say it. Um, doesn't mean I don't feel it. 
Mm. Mm. That's one thing we shouldn't forget. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, we tend to feel things that we just don't say naturally. So um, I definitely do feel it, but I'm not going to say it because my actions prove otherwise. So until my actions um, line up, line up to it in good conscience, I cannot say something that I do not. Mm. I cannot act on. Just just before we invite uh, Jamelia to to jump in as well, um, I I I was just thinking about. Uh, the I called him the not so prodigal brother, because uh, when the prodigal son ran away and did a, did his thing, the son was still there. The other son was still there. Mm-hmm. The older brother was still there, and from his discourse with his dad when his son returned, there was a lot of resentment and there was a lot of bitterness about the jubilation over his brother's return, and he feeling like his being there wasn't recognized. But the the father said to him, like you being here. If you had come to me, you would, you know, and, and ask for a fatted calf, would I not give it to you? Everything I have, you who are still with me, is yours. And I think that's that's one thing with, you know, the, the aspect of being convicted of how little our actions actually line up with our being able to tell God that we love him. And also recognising that his love facilitates that his love is like where where sin abounds, grace there abounds even more. Mm-hmm. So that even though, yeah, like if if we're to measure it by our actions or by our words or by anything, we can't dare say that we love God. That's the extent to which His love covers us mm. and allows us to say. And I think to some extent, there's that element of faith in action as well, where you know I'm able to say I love Him because I recognize and. I've received, or not, you can never receive enough of God's love, but I've received his love and it enables me to love him mm-hmm. and thus I'm able to express it only from him. And I guess that's what we're all saying. Mm. But I think at the same time it's worth noting that, that we, I don't know what you guys think about this, but I don't think we can attain perfection in this life. Mm. So I wouldn't wait for that. I wouldn't wait to see that because even when things are going good, one day, two day, three days. I think Bizzo had to go one sin, two sin, three sin, four. You know, two, three days. Yeah, I'm good. And then fourth day, someone does something. <laughs> there was something where I was driving. What was it? I think we we're coming from church. I was driving. I don't normally get road rage. I'm just petty. But someone did something, and I think it was like really dangerous. It really got me riled up. And in that moment, I was just like, "What the hell?" Like, I swear, I saw, and it's like. You just came from church, <laughs> you know. Um, Wait, and you swore? Yeah, yeah. I've never heard Peter swear. Never heard swear. Nah, because I think the guy, like, literally, if it wasn't God, he would have crashed into the car. And I was like, I swerved, and it's just like, yeah. And <laughs> caught myself out, and I was like, yo, you just went to church, man. <laughs> like, how are you just swearing all of a sudden at this? And it's like, yeah. But in spite of all that, God's mm-hmm. love. God's love covers it and said, I will no longer remember your sin and mm-hmm. now he washes us clean and we are for those that are coming, they are the prodigal sons and, and God will bring them. But we are here, we need to go, we need to commune with the Father mm-hmm. more um, and understand his love for us and express us for him as well. I think. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say, can you throw the yeah. the the question at Jamelia as well, since we are joined by the award winning the, the published, <laughs> the extinguished Moses is more beautiful, better, everything that Moses forgetting. <laughs> She's here. <laughs> Mr. Hey, Moses forgetting. Okay, so quick overview. Yeah. We, we started off talking about how guys don't really tell each other that we love each other. Had a few awkward moments. Did you not do it? I, I told you that. He's the only one that has. I, I put my hand on the side. So as what's, well. the rest, what's the rest of you doing? They, they say enough love, bro. So, do you know what it is? I think. Because you are already married, yeah, you have the freedom ah. to express your love to It's interesting. It's actually interesting that she says that and, and it stands out and it's, yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then we're talking about, like, the weight of that phrase, I love you. Mm-hmm. And then now we're talking about, now we're talking about the weight of that phrase when, when we are saying it to God and... Whether, what's the question? Whether we tell God that we love him. 
Yeah. Mm. Even though <coughs> we don't, because of our, our actions, say otherwise. I think, I think we, we love God in the capacity that we have. So I tell God I love Him. Mm-hmm. Yes, but then I'm I'm a worshiper by nature, so. That's true. Buzz, I don't know. Yeah, buzz. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm all about loving on God. That's what. That's what I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we're all very aware of how much God loves us. Mm. Uh, hmm. well. I don't. I think. To be honest, this is something that people have said to me a lot. What? That I need to receive God's love and understand how much He loves me. I was just about to say I don't think we can truly understand the weight of His love. Mm. It's a case of can someone tell you to receive it, this love. I think what it is is like. Denial is shaking his head. It's impractical to tell someone. I I can see where they're coming from, but you can't tell someone to receive. You're already receiving it by default. It's like saying, for example, I'm very bad at taking compliments. Very bad. I'm just like, leave it alone. And then some people told me, no, Jay, you need to just take the compliment to thank you. And it's true, I need, to, I need to do that. Technically, we're already doing that with God. You're actively acknowledging the fact that you are around because of Him. And you're saying, you're thinking, you're praising Him, you're mm. worshipping Him. Yeah. How else do you receive God's love? I'm actually just curious. I think for me, it, it's a sense that, um, you know when you feel like you don't deserve something, so you kind of... Like, say you came and you tried to give me, like, a really expensive gift, and I was like, oh, no, Jay, I can't take it. Mm. I can't take it. Like, it's not... I haven't done anything mm. special. So um, it's, like, distancing yourself from, from something because you don't know how to, to cope with it. So mm-hmm. I think even though I know that God loves me, mm-hmm. when um, I've had conversations with people and they're like, you know God loves you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, like, yeah. But, both but then... The same. Yeah, but then when they're like... But do you actually allow yourself to know? Okay, okay, I think I can see that. Mm. Like, um... Alright. I don't know how to... I, I, think I since, get it. Do since, you allow yourself inside silently to say, he loves me? And, like me? Yeah, he Not, loves me. Because like, you know when you're loves, like, he loves everyone. Like he's really got my back, like he really does care. Yeah. That kind of, yeah. So making it really personal mm. to me rather than just a general, like, he loves yeah. everybody. Like, and well, like, we're the ones cheapening, it, cheapening the fact that he loves us, but mm. he loves but not actually um, embracing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's a better word. Oh, okay. But I think since becoming a mum, it has opened my eyes to a different level of, of love that a parent has for a child that, that mm. I didn't really expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, when I think about how much I love Leia, then thinking that God loves me, like, well, better than that, because it's perfect, and I get frustrated with her and shout at her and stuff. But um, <laughs> um, even even just that has opened my eyes to it more, because, yeah, I, I think generally in my life I've always felt not good enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just, just like a B student. You know, you just feel like you're, you're never going to be the, mm. the top. Mm. So even when it comes to God, I'm like, oh, yeah, like when you have time. Yeah, I know you've got other more important people to attend to. And, yeah, I think it's, it's about acknowledging mm. more that I'm important to him as mm. well. Mm. As much as. Sorry, here you go. On. I'm, I'm talking too much on this podcast. In, Is it because it's about love? <laughs> in addition to what my beautiful wife said. Just um, gas. Um, brownie done. points. He <laughs> gets none. Zero. Fam, I already got the brownie point when I put the ring on it. Okay. What I'm about. Just make your point. Just make your point. Just make your point. Don't make your couple. <laughs> I used to struggle with having a sense of worth. I used I used to feel void of worth. I used to feel void of 
a sense of not even purpose, but I'll just say worth, like value. Value, that's it. But just sitting down. C. S. Lewis said, he wrote, if you were the only person on earth that you just thinking of just now. Christ would have still came and died for you. Yeah. And it's a case of he lived for thirty three years, living the life that I should have lived. And then died the death that I should have died. Just so that he could have me in a relationship with him. Knowing that he fashioned me in the womb. And not only that, but he had pre-purposed before the foundations of the earth to lay down his life that he may establish this relationship with me. Just meditating on those truths gave me a sense of worth that wasn't based on any of my achievements, anything that I can do, anything that any anything I can receive other than what he is giving me. And that's what it's like um, when we were talking about identity and stuff. I mentioned that my identity isn't found in the things that I do. So I'm a poet, that's not my identity. I'm a photographer, that's not my identity. I'm a teacher, that's not my identity. I'm a husband, that's not my identity. My identity is bound in the person who died to give me that sense of value and worth. And just meditating on that kind of dawned how much valuable, how valuable I am to him. I think, just to add to that, I think that's something that's lost in, I'd go as far back as to say the whole Big Bang Theory, because people have a, or, or science has taught society to believe that, in essence, at the back of your mind somewhere, it you you have this idea that underlying everything, I'm just a cosmic accident. I'm just the result of atoms in space banging together at some point and once there was nothing and then it exploded kind of thing. Like, if you think of it like that, if you think of things like that, then it's hard to find value in, in, in it apart from yourself. And so mm-hmm. then, yeah, if things are going good, you're cool. But if things are going bad, there's nothing else. Mm. And I think realising that you were an idea in God's head, like, before all of this began, mm-hmm. you were someone that he had identified and he knew and he had called you by name and, and like, you actually mean something to someone. I think that's something that's lost with, with the way science has removed God from from the equation. Mm. Okay. Last question of the night. So, do you like what I'm saying? No, 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 not at all. Okay, last question. Like a deep and deep. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about something, but it's not related to the topic. Okay. Okay. So, there's a difference between knowing knowing that fire's hot because someone's told you and knowing that fire's hot because you put your hand in it and got burnt. That's yeah. true. So, how do you think we can go about knowing that God loves us because we've been told that God loves us and knowing God loves us because we know that he loves us. For me, I'd say, I'd say that comes from not just reading the word, but trying to read the word and for lack of easier words, letting the Holy Spirit bring it to life in you. Um, because it's, it's so, you know, some people th- think the whole Jesus thing is just a myth. So they've heard the story. They know that some guy came and died for everyone. They don't even relate that to... Like, they can't see their relation to it. But I think really understanding that, you know, apart from what Christ did, I would not have opportunity to come before the guy that created me. And he saw fit to let Christ die so that that would happen. For me, it's not even so much an intellectual thing, but it's a spiritual thing that needs to happen. And to let me understand what that means for me, him sacrificing his life, his son, his existence, who he is, and becoming sin and taking on the wrath of the Father. For me, I actually even think it's a spiritual thing that you understand that in and of itself. I think... um, 
adding on to what Peter said. Um, not just relying on what the pastor preaches to you in terms of the pastor says Jesus loves me, so boom, that's it. But without it, the, the truth actually hitting home. Um, again, bringing it to plutonic love, someone can tell you I love you, but if the weight of that doesn't hit home, it doesn't make any difference yeah. to you in that relationship. The person could be genuine, but because the weight of it doesn't hit home for you, it doesn't change your perspective of that situ- of that relationship. And it's the same with with um, the relationship with God. I believe that the one crucial element that is required for you to actually get burnt by the love of God is His Holy Spirit. Mm. As soon as the Holy Spirit touches your life, you've essentially been touched by the love of God. <laughs> and it's a case of that touch brings things into a whole new dimension, as Peter was saying. It's, the truth is not just textual. It's not just something written in a text. It's, it's spiritual. It's, it's weighty. And once the Holy Spirit touches your life, he, it's like he brings weight to that truth. Mm-hmm. And brings it to life in you. Um, so in our relationship with God, the Holy Spirit is absolutely vital. Without him, we may have no relationship with God. And with him, he just takes everything to a whole different level. So I'll say the Holy Spirit is that, essentially that, that the heat of the fire, so to speak. Mm. <clears throat> Say something. <laughs> um, I think practically it isn't that easy. I mm-hmm. think that a lot of people have trouble accepting love. Some people haven't ever experienced love from like a parent um, in that way, and so I think it's tied up. In, in who you are and the experiences that you've had mm. and it's a process mm-hmm. I think if you if you really want to experience God's love then you should talk to him about it if you feel like you're not experiencing it you should tell him because he knows what you need and how you need to how I experience it is probably different to how Moses experiences it because we're we're different people and so we need different things. So um I would say if you if you feel like you're missing out that just be honest and um and ask him to reveal it to you and to to show it to you. Through the Holy Spirit, you know, as as has been mentioned prior to this. But um yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanna add that. I think that one lie that's crept into Christianity is that God only loves you. if God loves you, that's when the good things <laughs> come your way. And like so like during bad situations, it means that God doesn't love you. Prosperity gospel. <laughs> Which isn't true at all. God loves you in the good times and your bad times. You, I, I guess you could you could, you, could, you, could, you could even say actually I wouldn't say that. I was gonna say that God loves you more in your bad times. God's love has no you can't love God. Yeah. You can't. You can yeah. never try and. God's love has no God's love. We can never try and estimate His love or measure it at any point of our existence. Highs or lows. That's just man trying to be smart. Stupidly so, ironically. Um, Boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, that's actually the point I wanted to make. Shots fired. Stephen Delevac. Yeah. I actually wanted to add as well. Um, if you if you're in a position where you actually believe in God's love, where you've been affected by the Holy Spirit, so God's love is actually a truth and a reality in your life, then what you need to understand is that the so-called bad times have been orchestrated by God's providence for a specific purpose and reason. 
So if you trust in the sovereignty of God, you should know that he hasn't brought you in there just to cast you away. His yeah. love isn't such that he leaves you somewhere just to leave you. Even David in the Psalms was like, God, why have you hidden your face from me? Yeah. But he knew that God hadn't left him. God had just hidden his face. Yeah. So it's a case of even, as Robert said, during the bad times, doesn't necessarily mean that God's abandoned you or God's or, upset with you. Or he loves you any less than He loves you any yeah. less. He chastises those. It's like he's the, he's the um, Christ as the vine. The Father's the vine dresser. And he prunes. Now, when he's pruning, there's not some mystical shears that just comes in and clips off your ear and goes away. But he uses real, real things. He uses real situations and real circumstances to mould character, to perfect us. So it's, it's down to us to be able to submit to the Holy Spirit during those hard times and allow God's perfecting work to happen. The Bible says that we will, our faith will be trialled as by fire to kind of show its genuineness. So if we, we are convicted of the love of God, then we need to hold on to that conviction even through the hard times. Because that's when, more than likely, that's, that's when the pruning and the, and the fiery trials are coming to perfect our faith. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to make God love you. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> so true. Okay, I think we should start rounding up. Yes, sir. Does anyone have any rounding up comments before we <laughs> finish? I, I like that. I like. I like what you said. There's nothing you can do to make God love you. Mm. Yeah, He loves you. Yeah, He loves you. Regardless <laughs> of what some people do. start thinking, oh, then He doesn't love me. There's nothing <laughs> I can do to make Him love me. No, the default is that He loves you. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do to make Him love you any more or any less. <laughs> just can, can, I, can I be devil's advocate? <laughs> I said the default is that God loves you. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> Unless what? <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> no, 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 you can't see it from right. No, because it's internal shots, isn't it? <laughs> Unless the Calvinist says otherwise. Mate, I know. You know what, yeah? He's, he's trying to send but He's trying to send it. It's not even indirect. He came live and direct at man. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. That's a podcast for another day. Fam? Fam? We're going to get into this. Completely tongue-in-cheek, but yes. Okay. I would like to say... Bars. That um, knowing all of the guys in this room, I'm disappointed that you lot couldn't express your love for each other. We can. We can. No, you can do it in, in ways that you think are acceptable without... Uh, I don't know. No, I think the consensus was we recognise. Okay, no, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. Let's... <laughs> At the end of the day, just do it. No, no, yeah. we're gonna do. It. We're gonna do. We're right gonna it because now this is gonna be lip service. Yeah, exactly. There you, go. you can't <laughs> do it now, just for me. Well, so. but, um, but the thing is, right, um, Jamina, you already said mm-hmm. that you can do it in ways you feel comfortable without feeling weird, which we already do. Yeah. So you pretty much. But I want, I want the listeners to know because they don't they don't know you like. But we said, we said that earlier anyway. We said there's ways that we do it anyway as guys where we send texts or stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. the way which we choose to express it. Okay. Don't, Just don't don't we, be uncomfortable with it. Oh like, well, no, we're very comfortable cool. with the way we choose to express yeah. our love. It's and, just not done all, traditionally. And we all understand that. So that needs love. to be a politician, man. I love what he's doing. I mean, I just <laughs> study politics. And politics I love it. So. We can tell. We can tell. And I was happy with parliamentarian. Yeah, we oh, know. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sorry if that came through. <laughs> James, you know what I mean? You got love for you, James. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why I choose to express my love for people. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so good. God bless you. Alright. My love. So let's get all the the other stuff out of the way. So the email is um, every week. TBS. TBS Furnace (laughs) at hotmail.co.uk. Yes, sir. The Twitter is at the Furnace UK. <laughs> the SoundCloud is SoundCloud forward slash The Blacksmith Furnace. No apostrophe. You can find us on iTunes, The Blacksmith Furnace, with an apostrophe. Jeez. Jolade, what's your Twitter handle? Doesn't matter. Okay, Jolade, what's your website? <laughs> what's your website? Jolade.com, J O L A D E dot C O M. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it the Jolade? No, no, we had this discussion. That is gone. You were here. No, the website. No, no, the, the website is just Jolade. 
Because I typed in the gelati on Google. You'll and find you... it with the... Yeah. Can I just say, can I just say, if you if you search for gelati's name on Google, it's like, the, not the first, obviously the Nigerian name will be the first one, but like, it's a suggested it's thing, there. like it's, it's quick. Jalad Allah Sunya, yeah, sorry. That's the SEO. Really? I, I didn't yeah. know that. That's yeah. amazing. That's, that's how I found the website. That's I literally scary. just, I just typed in the Jalari. That's scary. And your website just came it's, up. It's actually quite cool. It's actually quite cool. Scary. That means oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't hide anywhere anymore. You know what it is, yeah? The Twitter came up. Wow. And your Facebook came up as well. Wow. Oh, yeah, I have a page now. So. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what came up. Yeah. Fan page. No. Click like, click like, click like. Thank you so much to www.partners. In rhyme, in, in thank rhyme. you. In rhyme. Uh, dot com, they give us the <laughs> intro and the outro music, and to Calvin Turner, who is the owner founder of Torahmedia. dot com. Find him on Facebook at Torahmedia on uh, Twitter. He created the ordinary amazing logo design. Okay, uh, this is the special thanks to Jamelia for special joining us again as well. Jamelia, yeah, it's always a pleasure. Jamelia, what's your Twitter handle? Because I don't think we ever. Um, my Twitter handle. If you feel like it, or you can just stalk me and see if you want to follow me. That is fine. Don't stalk my wife. Same thing. Yeah. No, but you could like without following me, just check out my stuff. I know it's fine. At Poetic Gems, J E M Z. Okay. Hey guys, feel free to send me fan letters as well. Fan letters. Fan letters. Anyway, this is the Blacksmith's Murder Inside and Out.